to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbulk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they'd like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people who make up our community. And as you know, we always say, people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this organization. Today, my guest is Wendy Manning, Director of Sales and Marketing at Alnoba, located at 24 Cottage Road in Kensington, New Hampshire. And they have been a member of the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce since 2018. Wendy, we are glad to have you here. Thank you for being my guest today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Bobby. I love doing anything that involves the Exeter Chamber. You guys are the best. Thank you. Well, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you because you're new with Elnoba. Well, you probably over a, just over a year now. Yeah, yeah, just over a year. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing how time just flies, doesn't it? <sighs> Goes just like that. Crazy. So, Wendy, can you tell us what what your position is and what you do in that position, and what what is Elnoba? Oh, that's a very big question, but I'll start from the beginning. So um, let's talk about what Alnoba is. Alnoba is a 600 acre leadership retreat here in the middle of Kensington, New Hampshire. And we have been around since about 1991. And it is a retreat for corporations to bring their teams, their groups for offsiding. It's a place where um, our connections with the inner city youth in Boston come up to get out of the city and learn about nature and team building and leadership skills. It is a place where nonprofits uh, come to have leadership facilitation to help them get balanced and aligned with their goals and roles. Um, and it's also a place where we, uh, we have a beautiful sculpture art collection and we, on our calendar of events, we're not open to the public, but if you go to alnoba.org and go to the calendar of events, you'll find art tours, you'll find outdoor and unplugged tours, you'll find meditation walks, you'll find full moon walks. You'll find speaker series, like for example, this Thursday night, we have a free series with Sam Evans Brown, who runs Clean Energy New Hampshire. Um, you'll find evenings with music. Last week, we had a band called Wellfleet here out on the front terrace and people came and sat out on the lawn and we had our food truck from Eastman's Corner Farm. Um, it's a place where we don't do many social events, but we do do them. People can come do celebrations of life or family reunions. We have, uh, like I said, 600 acres, 10 miles of walking trails, an incredible international sculpture art collection. We have ropes courses. We have an aerial park. We have beautiful lodging with full kitchens and porches and Wi-Fi. We have um, an, an incredible 1848 barn that people can be in. We have swimming ponds. Oh and God. essentially it's, yeah, and Alnoba means being human in Abenaki, human transformation. So we're here to give people a place to come to find wellness, to find creativity, to find balance, and to be aligned with themselves and the teams that they're a part of in their everyday working life. 
And we also host yoga retreats. Um, so my job as director of sales, and I actually uh, am no longer doing the marketing piece. It was such a full-time position that we have transferred that over to Jackie Benson, who has that wheelhouse full-time and she's brilliant at it. We certainly assist. So my job is director of sales and it's my job to um, bring corporations um, here uh, to um, have team offsites. And I also, also should say that Alnoba is the home of Pinnacle Leadership and Team Development, which is our own leadership facilitation, our own program. And we use that a lot with uh, the nonprofits and the corporations that come. If you come, it's all a cart. You don't have to have it. You can bring your own facilitation, but we have brilliant, brilliant team leaders here and a lot of really fun team building activities along with some, you know, some hard work that you can sit down and get into the nitty gritty. So, that's where, that's what I do. And that's what I'll know. That's, that's the tip of the iceberg. We're also nonprofit and do a lot of work with environmental um, conservation um, leaders, not only uh, in the inner city, but also in New England and actually around the world. So we, we got a lot of moving parts. I guess so. Yes. I, I can only say from my experience coming out there, it is such a beautiful place. From the minute you get in the parking lot and you get out of your car, you can feel your blood pressure just lowering. It's yep. just an amazing place. So It is. And we have all of our, we have a lot of stones that have some beautiful quotes on them. We have 400 benches. I think that's the number. I might be wrong with beautiful quotes on them. And so all along the way, you're inspired by other people's words and they're also leaders in the world, you know? It's an amazing place and, and, and you must feel so, it must be so uh, gratifying working there and being a part of it and, and having other people come and be a part of it and showing, showing that facility and grounds off. It is. Uh, people come here and like you said, you drive in and instantly your energy changes, right? Oh, and they come and they're here and our meeting spaces are incredible. I mean, they're absolutely beautiful. We have this big, beautiful, sustainable building here that's got four gorgeous meeting spaces in here with surrounded by windows and the trees and the artwork that's around us. And that in and of itself lends people to their own um, team building. Oh. You know, And then of course, we have our leadership uh, programs with Pinnacle that we can assist while we're doing it. So Wendy, let's um, let's find out how you got to Alnova. Let's okay. start off by where did you grow up? Ha, huh, that's a good question, Bobby. Well, you know, the standard uh, answer to people where you grew up is like early in your life, right? Correct. Um, I, I, I was born in Texas. And then I had the good fortune, I'm an only child and my parents were uh, big time go-getters in their own corporate lives. And so I had the good fortune of moving a lot. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, I went to, to give you an idea, I went to four high schools, but the last one I went to and graduated from was Exeter High School. Really? So this is kind of full circle for me uh, some I years know. later. So uh, I moved a lot, a lot, a lot. We went from city to city to city. And um, I, when I was a 
when I, before my, my senior year in high school, I split schools. Um, I was way far away. My parents moved to Hampton. So I came to, or, or they moved to Exeter. They were working in Hampton. So I moved to Exeter, finished out the last half of my senior year at Exeter High School. Oh. And because I had been so far away from them, I decided to go to Plymouth State College for like a one year. And then I was going to move on from there. But I fell in love with the North Country. I fell in love with Plymouth. So I stayed, graduated, and then fell in love while I was at Plymouth State with someone who was even further north from Franconia in the White Mountains. Oh my and, and I went there with him <laughs> and spent 27 years of my life raising my child and um, I owned my own business there. I was a restaurant owner oh. and I owned my own event planning business and uh, raised my family. And uh, honest, yeah, so, and, uh, and met Alan and Harriet Lewis who are the owners of Alnoba and the founders of Alnoba in Franconia because they had a home there. And so I had that connection with them oh, and wow. Praise when praise. my son graduated, uh, I honestly, I was burnout. When you own a restaurant, open seven days a week for as many years as I did that, I was burnout. I was done. And I said, I'm out of here. And I moved to Waltham, Massachusetts and have had a five-year city life down there. And it's been fabulous. And during COVID, work became wonky. And so I reached into my archives of people that I knew asking for guidance and Alan Lewis answered me. And he said, go check out Alnoba and see what you think. And so I did and I met with the general manager here and we had several interviews and I got hired and you know, oddly enough, I live in the city, but I, I'm, in, I'm in New Hampshire. <laughs> wow. That's a lot in a, in, a, in, in like two to three minutes. It's so a lot. I'm, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Okay. You're, you, you were born in Texas. I was. You then came to Hampton, Exeter. No, I went from Texas to California to Washington, D.C. to Richmond, Virginia to Kansas City. <laughs> To Chicago, to Hawaii, back to Chicago, and then to Hampton or Exeter. Wow. So tell me, um, obviously there was a big, I mean, school, schooling and what, a, I was going to say, what a great experience that is as a kid. Yep. Experience all those communities and cultures and music and food and even though you're a kid, you do get exposed to all that. What a great experience for you. But on the other hand, it had to be a challenging experience as well, trying to make friends. And yeah, um, I can't even imagine being in high school and, and moving that much. I have to, you know, for me, I was a challenging teenager. So that would have been a very challenging time. You know, it's so it kind of brings me back to your question of where did you grow up? So, you know, for me, there is no hometown, right? There's no place I go back to where I know the people and the stuff. I have friends from different sections, which I'm very blessed that they're still in my life. So that piece is a little weird, but, but I, 
I'm very independent and I'm very comfortable going to new police places and meeting new people. And I'm not afraid of any of that. I can try, I travel a lot alone. So I love that feature. But when you say growing up, so my, my home became Franconia. Right. Um, when, I, when I moved there right after college at 24 years old, stayed there till I was 47 years old. So maybe 23 years. Um, that's where I grew up. Right. That's where I call home. That's where I go back to. And I know people of many, many years. All my friends are there. And then, of course, wherever my parents are, which is New Jersey now, that's always home as well. So Your I grew up. Jersey now? Yeah, they live in Jersey. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, so it's I did a lot of my growing up when I stopped and I was in one place. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wouldn't have traded my childhood for for a second. And I have beautiful parents that have shown me the world yeah. and opened my eyes to different palettes and different, you know, arts and music and landscapes and ways to travel and just taught me how to be really independent. And, and that's such a difficult lesson for so many people to learn. It how is. To be independent and not, and really take care of yourself. That's yeah. amazing. Good for you. Oh. Yeah, thanks. I love that. What a great story. Well, thanks. <laughs> so your parents live in New Jersey now. What, what's your uh, mom and dad's first names? So my father is Paul. And believe it or not, my mom is George. <laughs> she, is, she is not Georgianne or Georgette. My granddaddy wanted a boy so bad and he didn't get one. And my mother showed up 11 and nine years after her two older sisters. And when she was oh. born, he said, this one's named after me. <laughs> so he is George. So George and Paul. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And she is a George too. Yeah. I love that. Is she, and how, how has she grown up with that name? I mean, she's just really embraced it. Yeah, she's embraced it. I mean, it's, you know, wherever she goes, people don't believe her. So it's like, she's got to show them her license. Oh, they try to call her other names. Like when my parents got married, the person who put together their wedding invitation couldn't wrap their brain around that this was a man and a woman. And so she kept changing it. Like, are you sure it's not Paulette and George or George Ann and Paul? And my mom, I'll never forget my mom because my parents got married a little bit after I was born. So uh, I'll never forget her being like, no, it's just George and Paul. <laughs> you know? so, That's so funny. I yeah. That's great. Yeah. Love that. I, your mom must be a really cool woman. They are. Oh my God. My mother is both of them are number one, my favorite people. I mean, just, the, I'll tell you, you know how they met? It's because of their name. They both were director of sales in different hotels. That's why I traveled a lot because we were in the hotel business. Oh, okay. And they were going to a national sales meeting in Chicago flying in. And they thought they were, they roomed them together because they thought it was two guys. But it wasn't, it was a, he and a she, and over that three days, they stayed together. They fell in love. No. And when my, yeah, when my mother got back to California, he was in Tennessee, I think, or, or Kentucky. And when my mother got back to California, there was a dozen long stem yellow roses with a little card that's still in our home that says, dear George, your life will never be the same. 
Oh Love my it. gosh, that is such a nice story. Yeah, it's they're very special people. I was just with them this weekend. They came up and we went to see the Doobie Brothers up at Meadowbrook, which was oh, who? Who did they see? That we saw the Doobie Brothers. Oh, I wanted to go to that. What a great oh, show! Michael McDonald. I was out of my mind. <laughs> That was my yep. concert I ever went to was the Doobie Oh, it was? Bobby, they were, I mean, it was, you know, it was, the, it was the story of all of our lives in that room. Oh. We each were like snowflakes. I, I really believe that. We were all nostalgia, remembering, oh, oh, that date you went on or that person you were in love with or when you moved here. <laughs> 50 years of the Doobie Brothers. I mean, that's the soundtrack of all of our lives, right? Absolutely. So. When I was looking around and I was looking at the expressions on people's faces, you could see that they were remembering those moments in their life when, you know, minute by minute came out or, oh, you know, God. you know, any of that or listen to the music, you know, I mean, and then my parents, you know, my mother's crying and my father's just like, you could just see it. And I just thought, what an incredible thing to see a band. Of, I mean, it was so iconic yeah. and in the best music venue ever. Oh, that's great. I love Meadowbrook. I love Meadowbrook. It's a beautiful place. Oh my gosh. I wanted to go. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Yep. I yep. It was quite spectacular. Oh, good for you. That's great. And what a great, yeah. what a great way to spend, um, you know, go to the Doobie Brothers and, and spend it with your parents. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, we just, we just had a blast. I love doing everything with my parents. They're that's just my favorite people on earth. And we just have way too much fun together. <laughs> Well, I think that's the way it should be. I do too. Yep. So your parents were both in sales. They both yep. worked for hotels. They did until they worked for the same company and then they weren't allowed to. Okay. So my mother exited and went into the retail industry in New York. So she, you know, started in makeup and then moved to costume jewelry, then moved to gold, then moved to um, you know, um, accessories and really became very successful in that genre of her life and traveled the country regularly throughout the week and, and just did, she's, I'm just so proud of, you know, coming from this tiny, itty bitty, small town, dust bowl town in Texas where you're, she was born over the convenience store, oh, you wow. know, yeah, uh, to where she where she is today and where she was when she retired a couple of years ago is just, her. it's such a, a beautiful story of her getting out and being proactive in her life and being smart and beautiful and brilliant at what she does. And my father, same thing, you know, um, just pushed forward with so much momentum and so much desire and so much determination and I had the luxury of watching their, their work lives grow immensely. And now they're just retired and traveling everywhere and happy. Good for them. And now, my father traveled around the world uh, like, uh, like constantly, so. <laughs> Where, uh, where'd your dad grow up? Jersey. Oh, he's from Jersey. Oh. He's from Jersey. He's a Jersey Shore boy. He came, he's from Manasquan, Spring Lake area. Okay, all right. Yeah. And, and so that's. Did they come from big families, either one of them? My mom, two older sisters, yep. and my dad is uh, one of five. Yes. Oh, wow. Big family. Yeah. Yeah. He's Irish, you know, Irish Jersey family. 
And, you know, we're, we're like English and American Indian, you know, Texas uh, folk. That's a, that's a pretty interesting combination. A Texas, Texan and a, and an Irish. Oh yeah. They are the yin and the yang. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But it works. And you, I heard you say that you were, um, you're an only child. I am. Yep. Yep. I would growing up at a family of four children, an only child sounds really good to me. You know, it's, it's not bad. Um, it, it gets a little difficult when both your parents are mad at you because oh, there's really no one else to bounce off of. Right. You know, and I gave them, you know, some pretty good reasons to be pissed off at me growing up, you know, I'll admit it. Um, so that was, I think that was the only hard part. It would have been cool to have a brother or sister to kind of like hide out with, I suppose, or just bounce off of. Plus, but, I mean, you are the focus of their attention. At least it, oh, yes. it would have been nice to have somebody else they could focus, focus their yeah. attention on every now and then as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, now at an older age and as an adult, I love that all their attention is focused on me <laughs> <laughs> and I have an only child as well. So I'm, I'm, they have me, the girl, and he's the boy. And together, I think we, it's like a, it's like a full course for them. I love it. I love it. That's interesting. Hmm. We'll, we'll get around to that. So tell me what was a typical day like growing up in your household? Uh, as a, as a, like a teenager moving around before I got to Franconia, um, a typical day, I, it was always public transportation for me. So I would get up pretty early and I, my mother and father, I'll tell you to this day, they've ne- they never had to worry about me getting up. You know, I, I always set my alarm. I get myself breakfast. You know, they were, they were, they were moving and shaking. They had their own, you know, trajectory they were on. And, um, and I would get on, you know, whether it was the L in Chicago or the bus line in Kansas city, and I would get myself to school and I would do school. And then of course I had my friends. I was very involved in theater. And so all of my after school activities were around that. Um, I was, I also played a little tennis and a little uh, golf. And so those were my sports in school. And so it was wrapped around that. And then I would come home at night and greet them at the end of the night. And we would either go to the theater or we would go to some great restaurant or we were traveling to some fantastic place where we were driving to it for the weekend or we would fly somewhere or we'd just hang out together. You know, I mean, it was pretty dependent on what city I was in, right? you know, like when I was in Chicago, which was my sophomore year, it was busy. You know, I was 15 and like, I was right in the center of the city. So our weekends and, and after school was like filled with that kind of buzz, sure. you know, which made it easy for me to leave the North country and move into Boston because it was, I grew up that way. So it wasn't an uncomfortable thing to be in the city. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you uh, graduated from Plymouth. I did. What What did you What was What did you major in? I had a double major: uh, marketing and economics. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's a great area. Plymouth is such a nice area. Oh, I love it. I think the reason why I didn't, you know, in my head, I thought, well, I'll I'll go there for a year. I'll get my gen eds done. I'll be close to my parents, and then I'll go do something bigger and busier. You know. And when I got there, I think because I had done city, 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 I fell in love with the peace of the North Country. 
And Plymouth, you know, at the time was only maybe 4,000 students. And so the intimacy of it and the surrounding of it and the nature of it, um, I just, I fell in love and decided I didn't want to go anywhere. And my education was, was incredible. I mean, you, you get out of what you put into it. It doesn't matter where, where you go. Right. And so I, I just loved it. I, and I, I have some beautiful friends from there and I love passing through there when I'm headed to the North country. And, um, and it was just, it was a great experience. And Franconia was where your husband lived? Was from, yeah. He, we met while I was in school and um, he's, he was a musician or still is. Oh. And um, we're not married anymore, but we had 19 wonderful years together. Oh, nice. And, um, and he was from there and I just, fell in love with the whole north like north of the notch so that's beautiful we went and i you know being a business minded human being and an entrepreneur uh it only it was only right that i kind of fell into my own businesses and then we had a child and it i couldn't have and i decided what a, it was the perfect community to raise my child in that's you know he graduated with 25 other kids it totally took a village we took care of each other we took care of each other's children and he just had an incredible, he had a great childhood. Oh, that's, so, I love that. Yeah. So that's why I stayed. You had a restaurant in Franconia? I did, right downtown. So what was the name of the restaurant, if you don't mind sharing that? I don't mind sharing. My nickname is Wendell. And so it was called Wendell's. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, um, it was a, we were open seven days a week for breakfast and lunch. Oh. And it was like, you know, a little groovy cafe with, you know, um, a great outdoor seating area, a couple of rooms. I took two empty spaces and broke them into each other. So I didn't buy, I didn't take over someone else's space. I created it. Wow. And, you know, it was full, a full breakfast menu. There was couches and reading materials and tables and beautiful lunch menu. Everything was homemade. I cooked all the baked goods, all the soups, all the sides, all the hummus, all the, you know, all the everything. And then we did a lot of catering and a lot of private dinner parties. Oh, so we were on the go a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And where'd you get your background in that? Well, number one, um, growing up in the hotel business, uh, we lived in the hotels. Right. So uh, it was kind of like Eloise. I don't know if you know Eloise, the children's <laughs> book. Yeah, minus the turtle. Um, we, so hospitality is ingrained in my being. And then my mother is an incredible cook and an amazing hostess and loves to have dinner parties. And so that's part of my upbringing as well. And then my business background and you know, being in college, that's what I did. I worked in the restaurant industry okay. from in all facets, from the kitchen to hostessing, to bartending, to waiting, to, you know. And so it was just a natural flow for me. Um, and uh, it started with my event business and then, and then that folded into my restaurant business. And so for many, many years, uh, that's what I did. Nice, good for you. I wish yeah. it was still there, I would, I would go. I think a lot of people wish it was still there. It was, it was a, it was an, it was, it was a great spot for the community. We had a wonderful time um, with each other while I was there, but it was time to go. And I didn't want to sell it. I didn't want to sell the concept to someone else. I wanted, I brought it in and I took it out with me 
so yeah. that we all have beautiful memories. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. I, I yeah. totally understand that. Yep. So, Wendy, what was your very first job, very first paying job? Folding t-shirts in a t-shirt hut in the middle of a strip mall in Maui, Hawaii. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I know how to fold a t-shirt, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sure you folded many of them. I did, many, many. So what did you take from that position, that very first position? What have you taken? What did you take from that position and bring with you to every position since then? You know, interestingly enough, they had a really fantastic training session that I did for an entire week. And I think what I took from that job was the importance of being detail oriented and being thorough with your job. I think that's the biggest piece. It's a good lesson to learn early in life. That's for sure. It is. I really appreciated it. I remember it to this day and it's like grueling as it kind of was, as all training kind of is. Um, it was, um, it was, a, it was, I, I've carried it with me the, the whole way. So uh, I really appreciated that. And I believe that that particular session, that one week session with them, kind of gave me a perspective that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So what was it about El Noba that you said, this is, it. this is where I want to be? Oh boy. I mean, outside of just driving in here, um, what we stand for, what our mission is, um, you know, leadership and good leadership mm -hmm. and right leadership. Um, and having your goals set and having your roles defined and doing that together as a team. And what our leadership um, program does, Pinnacle Leadership and Team Building, Team Activities, Team Development, um, is just really important. And, you know, for us, leaders aren't in the corner office with the fancy, you know, view. Um, Bobby, you're a leader. You know, um, I'm a leader. Um, my child is a leader. That person out there mowing the lawn is a leader. Um, and I, I love that, that, that there's no definition of what a leader is, that we can all be leaders amongst ourselves and make a difference in the world. And our motto is to dare leaders to change the world. And so whatever that, whatever that is, whether it's the local yoga, uh, you know, um, business down the street wants to come here and have a yoga session, a yoga retreat for the weekend, that's being a leader of wellness, right? If it's, um, you know, a, a nonprofit entity out of the inner city youth in Boston, those are leaders getting these children off the streets and teaching them basketball or teaching them football or teaching them, you know, racquetball and, and teaching them how to lead in their life. And because we support environmental and conservation leaders the most and social and racial uh, justice leaders, those are our four main and wellness. So five big pillars of leaders that we support. Um, the impact that our pinnacle leadership and team development team makes with these leaders is just mind blowing to me. And it's that mission and it's the mission of being human and human transformation and being grounded in that. Um, I couldn't imagine being a part of anything else. And the culmination of my life 
it made sense for me to be here at this stage of my life and all that I've done, it just, it just flowed into this spot. And then of course, this stunning 600 acres of land that is conserved for this town uh, is also just inspiration at its finest. Absolutely. I, there's just no, there's no way to describe that feeling uh, right. until you actually go there and, and experience it yourself. It's, it's just a really powerful place. It is powerful. Uh, I guess I could, that's the only way I can describe it. So well, you know, and even though all land is indigenous land, this this land is uh, Wabanaki land, and there is uh, outs. There's a a real, real energy of that presence here as well that I firmly believe, like hugs the groups and the people that come here when they come, and so you know it's okay, and you're going to achieve why you came here. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, no, that it's makes perfect sense to me. I, yeah, I special. Yeah, it is very special. And, and it makes, I can totally understand why El Nova is a great place for you. It seems yeah. like a wonderful fit for both mm -hmm. you know, El Nova and for you. So it, yeah. it makes perfect sense to me. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit about today's life. Are you married, single, or looking? Um, I, <laughs> I am not married anymore. Uh, I, I, uh, but I have been with my partner, Brian for, we just celebrated eight years last week. Oh, and yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're forever. We're just not in a hurry to, to, you know, run out and get married. So we, uh, yeah, we've been together for a long time and, um, and he makes me very, very happy. Oh, that's great. Now, what, what does he do? He is a Boston Union painter. Oh, that's yes. a job. It's a, it's a pretty cool job. It's very laborious, but it's cool because he's not in one place all the time. So like this week, he's up, up in Topsom, Maine. Last week, he was in Dedham. You know, the week before he was in Salem. You know, sometimes he might be in Portsmouth. So it switches up and he's with a really... Um, when you're in the union, you don't necessarily land as a company guy. You know, they can they kind of switch from business to business. But for the last two years, he's worked with one particular company. Oh, loves wow. his loves his team. Oh, they all wow. move around together and they go back and forth between different jobs. Oh, and um, yeah, it's wonderful. So he's that's what he does, and he he is thrilled with it. They they treat their their people good. Yeah. So tell me about your um. You, it's your son. My son. And he's graduated? From high school. He, okay. he chose no college. Um, COVID kind of, he started, but then he backed out and he said, you know what? I don't know. I don't want to use up anybody, my money, your money. I don't even know what my focus is. But he ended up getting an incredible job in, um, and by the way, his name, he's got a great name, Maker Wendell Manning. Okay, say that again. Maker M-A-K-E-R. I love Wendell. That. Wendell Manning. Oh, I love that. It's a powerful name. He is a brilliant young man. Um, he actually is in a specialty trade. He stitches leather. And so oh, he's wow. with a real, yeah, he's with a real, um, very successful international company actually up in the White Mountains and is a CAD designer and 
travels around the country from, you know, for example, like Chick-fil-A, their corporate office in Atlanta, Georgia, wanted to line their lobby with leather walls. So they went oh. down and they lined them with leather walls to some fancy schmancy, you know, house down on Beacon Street in Boston wanted their, you know, their uh, stair railing lined with leather. Oh my so gosh. he designs things like that and then is, and then goes as the leader and worker to stitch it and put it together. So he's got a pretty cool job. That's and a he's, very cool job. It's very cool. So I'm, I'm really proud of him. He's, he's self-sufficient. He's got a great life. He loves to play golf. He loves to ski. He is a musician. He uh, is a full-time worker. He works his tail off. He's got a great work ethic. And he's just a super insightful, grounded young man. I could not be happier. I love his name. I know. That's why I had to say it. It's a good name. His father, his father came up with it, but it, it was a good name. <laughs> now, what instrument does he play? Well, all of them, but his main instrument is bass. His dad is a musician, is a, is a brilliant musician. And so he kind of couldn't help it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, do you, are you musically inclined? I play the trombone. Oh, do you really? I do. Yeah. Oh, I um. that. I, uh, it's good fun. And I, unfortunately my trombone got stolen before I moved from the white mountains. No. So yeah, but I got another one, but it happened right in 2020. And so trombone lessons became not a thing. Yeah. So now I'm trying to find a trombone teacher okay. to help me kind of rekindle my relationship with my horn. It's just fun. You know, my dream was that Phil Collins would want me in his band someday um, or Stevie Wonder. Like that would be fun. But, well, you know, time. Wendy, you still have time. I know, but I figure maybe one day I'll be in like the 4th of July parade going down Main Street, Exeter with my trombone and the band, you know, some band. That's that where I'm at. So much fun. That's like, that's a goal. That's a real goal, Bobby. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Wow. You have time to make that happen. And if I do. anybody out there listening that, <laughs> that's offering trombone lessons, please, <laughs> please come find me. I would love it. <laughs> I would love, I it. love it. Well, um, Wendy, this um, question wraps up our first segment. It's, and it can be a pretty big question. Mm. Um, where do you see yourself personally and professionally in 10 years? I see myself right here at Al Noble. I have no intention of going anywhere. Nice. Knock on wood. And, uh, you know, what Al Nova does for people, I can only imagine the growth and in my own person that it will, the impact it will have on me over the next, you know, 10, 15 years. I, I have, this is the, you know, I'm, this is the first time I've been just me. I mean, I have Brian, who I live with, who's very low maintenance. And so, you know, I'm, I'm an empty nester and I don't own a restaurant anymore and I'm not waiting on people every day all the time. And so for me, it's about getting to know me. You know, part of the reason why I moved from there was I had to get out of the noise so that I could hear what was inside. Right. And so that's where I'm at right now. And I can only imagine 
that I will become just a more developed human being and insightful and better at, at, at being human. Yeah. And, and Al Nobo, Al Nobo will help me do that. So, oh gosh. you know, with the grace of God and to the universe and to the energy of Al Nobo, um, I'd like to just stay right here. Good for you. Yep. That's a heck of a goal. Yep. So moving into our second section. Okay. I ask these 10 questions to um, every guest. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's your favorite word? Fantasiacal. Ooh. I made it up. <laughs> I made it up years ago. It's my favorite word. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Wow. My least favorite word. Probably some not so good swear words that I would never repeat. Okay. <laughs> what makes you laugh out loud? Total belly laugh. Oh my gosh. There's so many things. I'm just trying to pull out the first answer. Probably hanging out with my dad. Oh, that's so he and I. He and I, we get a little weird. We're weird. <laughs> We're definitely weird. And we have a lot of private jokes and a lot of funny faces with each other. And we do a lot, an awful lot of laughter. Oh, I like that. Yep. I think I'd like your dad. Oh, you definitely will. Oh, you're going to meet him, Bobby. I hope so. You're so excited about Exeter. So, oh, yeah. that's right. They'll come up. Oh, yeah. They'll come. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I would love that. What makes you really sad totally breaks your heart? I, I think that this answer is just coming from our present day situation. Um, war and death. Yes. I think yeah. That's, that's my current answer. Yeah. Yeah. Death. Death by war and pandemic. Mm-hmm. breaks my heart every day yeah no yeah. I totally agree yeah right and people right. being rude to other people that breaks my heart too I don't understand that yeah I, I understand that what sound or noise do you love the trickle of a stream isn't that water beautiful? yeah yeah water that's that's my favorite so peaceful what noise or sound drives you just crazy? You just want to pull your hair out. Oh, those people who pop their gum, <laughs> snap their gum. I want to reach in and grab it. And then I want to like, if I could just make it stick to the outside. Oh, I can't. It drives me nuts. That, drives me nuts. <laughs> that took you no time to answer. No, I can't. Well, it, it just happened to me yesterday. <laughs> you know, I was standing on a corner and this girl next to me was that pop snap 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 and I just I was like oh my gosh yeah yeah that's it I love that now I am going to ask you a question that I'm going to ask you to mute yourself for the answer mute myself what do you mean so when I, I'm going to ask the question I'm going to have you push literally mute Yes, and say the answer and then you can come back on. Please don't repeat it and it will all make sense to you. The question is, what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> that seems to be a favorite. It's my favorite. It's actually my favorite word because you can use it in all sorts of different ways. It can be good and ugly. Exactly, exactly. It can be very expressive. Uh, yes, I can. I, I, I use it quite often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> One of my favorites. In the right, in the right place, of course. Of course, of course. Yes. What profession would you like to attempt other than your own? Psychology. Really? I can mm -hmm. see doing that. Absolutely. Yep. yep. What profession would you not want any part of? Medical. Like, like physical metal, medical. Psychology medical, yes, but okay. not body medical. Okay. Yeah. Blood. I don't have, I don't have the stuff. No. Yep. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you? Or what would you like them to remember about you? That I was a good listener and that I was always kind. I think that's enough. It is enough. Mm -hmm. And you certainly have those two things down to a science. So thanks, oh, Bobby. You're so Absolutely. sweet. You're I think so you're sweet. Great listener. And uh, you, you are so very kind. Oh, and back at you, girl. Well, thank you. So that actually concludes our, our interview with you today. Well, that was good fun. It was fun. No. It was so nice to, I never knew you were from Texas. So I've learned a lot about you today. And I just want to say thank you for being here. No, on. you're welcome. And yeah, and I, can I just real quick on that Texas piece, um, for all of you listeners out there, you New England listeners, go Cowboys. <laughs> Woo! Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is there anything that you would like to um, share about Alnoba or anything before we wrap up? How people can get in touch with you? Or... Yes. So um, Alnoba is available for everyone listening, for everybody out there to come to, to bring your teams to align. Go to Alnoba, A-L-N-O-B-A dot org, or find us on the Exeter Chamber website. Yay. Yay. And um, it'll tell you everything you need to know about us. Our calendar of events are there. So if you'd like to come for one of our tours, since we're not open to the public, we would love to have you. And then if you just scroll to the bottom of the homepage, my name, my phone number, and my email address is right there. Yeah. And I please call me, email me anytime. It would be my pleasure to talk to you, to tell you more, to get you here for a tour um, and find out a little bit more about what we, what we are. Oh, Wendy, thank you so, so much. It's been, uh, this has been a great hour and I just really appreciate you sharing your, your life with us and yeah. stories and uh, thank you. I hope you're you welcome. And I'm day. I will. And I'm really looking forward to becoming an Exeter resident at the end of this. Oh month. my gosh. We can't wait to have you. I know it's going to be great. So thank you, Bobby. You guys are phenomenal. I'm so glad that we're connected. Yes, absolutely. I would like to thank our listeners today. We appreciate you joining us. Um, and for now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber website, www.exeterarea.org. This is Bobby Vandenbroek, Member Services Director at the Extra Area Chamber, signing off for today. But please join us next time for the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. Have a good day, everyone. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. 
This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the chamber, visit exeterarea.org.